0: Welcome to the Stormy Night Stories podcast. Our story for today will be called Scars and Scrap Metal. Sunset kissed the orange rocks of the quiet gulch. The sound of the sand whirled through the air, and with it came a lone traveler's footsteps. Losing track of the days, He finally reached his destination, a large cave, its mouth as dark as the sun was bright. Tumbleweeds drifted away from the sight, knowing that they should try their luck anywhere else. But that didn't deter him, because the traveler knew that he had found his oasis. A barely legible sign sat at the cave's gaping entrance. It read two simple words. Copper mine. Come to papa, the traveler mumbled with a smirk. But just as he was about to enter, he was stopped by the sound of tires rolling over gravel. It came from what looked to be a small tank. But upon further inspection, the traveler realized that it was a robot. About two feet tall and made of copper, it was slightly oxidized, which means it had splotches of teal crust around its body. In response to the approach, the traveler dropped a small bag he was carrying. With its impact came a clanky metal sound, indicating a variety of supplies within. In addition, as if one robot wasn't enough, The traveler noticed the lifeless shells of dozens more, half buried beneath the ground. They were everywhere, almost as if the place had been nuked the night before. This made him wonder how this one was still alive. Halt, intruder, the robot exclaimed. This area is for authorized personnel only. Hey, can opener, the traveler teased. I'm a little busy here, so if you could uh authorize yourself to leave me alone, I'd really appreciate that. That is not possible. I live to serve the mine. You are a threat to the mine, therefore I must not allow you to proceed. You know I could probably just kick you over, right? Harm against property of the mine, such as myself, is strictly prohibited. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You want me to call HR for you? No one in human resources has been accounted for in two years. Alright, not one for sarcasm, I take it. Whatever, it's been fun, but I've got a job to do. As the traveler strutted into the mine, he could hear the crunchy sounds of the robot's tank treads following behind. To this, he groaned, but tried to continue as if he didn't notice. If you plan to proceed, please state your name and business here, the robot ordered. The name's Flint. I'm a treasure hunter. Don't worry, I'm not here to steal anything. I'm here for something way more important. Quickly, the cave's darkness swallowed them. However, the robot's eyes, which really just looked like binoculars strapped to its head, promptly lit up to show the way forward. On their long stroll, Flint was forced to contemplate the robot's words. HR hasn't been present in two years. But before he could think about it further, the ground beneath them started to rumble. Chunks of rock from above hurtled down at them, one of them going straight for the bot. Flint, letting his instincts take over, leapt to grab the bot and dodged out of the way. As he did, they found themselves losing control and sliding down a steep cliff within the cave. Ah! Flint howled in pain as he hit the bottom. After squirming around for a bit, he realized that the robot was looking over him as he lied on the ground. You seem to be in pain. Would you like a hot towel to help you relax? Like muffins out of an oven, a steamy towel popped out of a hatch in the bot's torso. Flint looked on in confusion. Uh... How long has that been in there? This towel was last used on March 15th, 2032. It was used by a miner to help with... Uh, you know what? I don't want to know. Just take it back. Flint said as he got to his feet. That was a wild ride, though. Good thing I brought my... He reached to his back, only to find nothing there. No, 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 no! My grappling hook! And all my other supplies! I left them at the entrance! You bucket of bolts! This never would have happened if you just left me alone! You need not worry, the bot said while spinning its arms around to get the rubble off. I am a support unit. I specialize in helping miners. The bot stretched one of its hook-like arms skyward and a rope shot out at blinding speed. The end of the rope wedged itself into the ceiling of the cave, and the bot slowly pulled itself into the air, meeting Flint at eye level. I will help you under one condition. Disclose the real reason you came here. I'm looking for someone. Let's just leave it at that. But the bot, not wanting to leave the subject responded. My life sensors indicate that there are still signs of life in the mine. It is highly probable that the one you are looking for is here. I will help you find them if you wish. Wait, seriously? You mean coal is still Uh I mean so, you're saying we should team up? Alright. Deal. Flint then wrapped his arm around the bot and it began to pull the both of them up. The slow climb ensued until they found the edge of the cliff they had previously fallen down. "Whoa, ho, ho, I underestimated you," Flint praised as he jumped to the elevated ground. "Nice going, Scrap. Uh, can I call you Scrap?" my identification number is one five four three nine six okay scrap it is for a while their journey consisted of silence only listening to the beeping of scrap's life sensors in desperate hopes that they might find something but at a certain point flint had to say something to avoid the monotony of it all. Hey, Scrap, can I ask you something? Back at the entrance, all your, uh, friends, the other bots, seemed to be ruined. So how are you still alive? We are solar-powered units. I suspect the others had faulty solar panels. Jeez, talk about luck. And I guess no mechanics came to help? After the incident two years ago, corporate found it unnecessary to provide further support. The miners were proclaimed dead, but I am unconvinced. I'd expect nothing less from corporations. Tch! Didn't even send us a note. So hey, is that why you followed me down here? You wanted to find your lost crew? Correct. After hearing Scrap's words, Flint became strangely reassured. It was like finding someone who believed the same crazy conspiracies that he did. This was also confirmation that something did indeed happen two years ago. Deep into the Labyrinthian Cave, At around what seemed to be the thousandth corner, a faint blue light reflected off the walls. The source was a treasure trove of glowing blue crystals. Their glow made it hard to even look at them, but they were beautiful nonetheless. Flint even considered bagging them for a good price, but pilfering seemed unethical at this stage in their journey. Error! ERROR!" Scrap said in an alarmingly dire tone. If a panicking robot was even possible, this was it. Not only did he sound panicked, but he was violently shaking as well. Hey, 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 talk to me, buddy, what's going on? Flint noticed. THESE CRYSTALS, THEY CAN'T BE, THEY MUST BE, LINK denied. LINK-A-WHAT? But uh, you lost me, pal. Link possesses an amazing energy. It is conveniently the same energy that I harness for my life sensors. It is possible that the signal I have been picking up was not human life, but merely these crystals. Flint didn't want to believe it, but sure enough, he noticed that along with Scrap's violent shaking. His life sensors were beeping faster than a time bomb ready to explode. Flint's face slowly turned white at the realization that this could have been all for nothing. You're kidding? All this time you've been leading us to a red herring? Gah! I should have known not to trust a pile of oxidized scrap metal! As if to symbolize his rage, the cave once again began to tremor, this time it was much more violent, as boulders came crashing down to form a wall where they once were. Now it was painfully clear that the team was trapped with no way out. Flint became weak in the knees as Scrap observed, still trying to process the data you have got to be kidding me Flint looked at scrap with a whole furnace of rage behind his eyes you useless incompetent trash can on wheels forget it I'm out of here I'm finding my brother and we're leaving this place for good the strength of a bulldozer surged in his legs and he sprinted away from the scene leaving scrap to be a distant glimmer behind him. He gradually left the safety of the crystal's light, but before darkness could fully swallow him again, something caught his attention. It was a pile of rubble, but in the center appeared to be a vaguely human shape. Upon further inspection, the human shape was indeed a skeleton. A thought entered Flint's mind which he quickly tried to dismiss. However, the more he dismissed it, the stronger it came back. With his hands already shaking, he reached out to inspect the body. But the only thing he found was a crude necklace around its neck. The strap was made of leather, and a small chunk of obsidian hung onto it. The sight of this made his eyes well up in tears as he reached for his own neck to confirm his suspicions. Flint was wearing the same obsidian necklace. Cole. No, please, no, not here, not now! That preposterous thought invading his mind was beginning to look like the only explanation. This skeleton was the person Flint was looking for, his only brother, Cole. If there was anyone left in the cave, it would have been hard for them not to hear Flint's wails of sorrow. He laid down next to Cole, making the earth wet with tears. Slowly, Scrap rolled up next to him. As the little bot looked on, he wished to have the emotional capacity to understand what was going on. All he knew was that Flint needed him. I guess this is it then, Flint said to Scrap after laying there for hours. You can go on without me. I won't hold a grudge. You got all the time in the world, so find another way out. Negative. I am afraid I don't have much time, either. Wait, what are you- Oh, that's right. Solar power, huh? I'm guessing you don't have much left in the tank. Scrap lowered his head in defeat, confirming that Flint was correct. Tell me something. Were you being truthful before? Am I useless? Oh. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean it. I was just angry. But now, I don't really know how to feel. I can relate. With no crew, I have no purpose. With no purpose, I am truly useless. Bull spit, man. Seriously, don't beat yourself up over that. If it weren't for you, I would have died back near the entrance. Oh, because I forgot my supplies. Pretty pathetic for a treasure hunter, huh? You went into extreme danger without care for yourself, only thinking about the one you were looking for. That is not congruent with my definition of pathetic. Flint chuckled bashfully. You probably knew this, but my brother Cole worked here in the mine. We both did what we could to bring back money for our folks. But I haven't heard from him in two years, and now I've finally found him as a skeleton. Quit the reunion, huh? So, your plan is to wait here and die. That is not what Cole would have wanted. Your family is still in need of income, with both of you gone. I suspect a less than 1% chance of survival for them. (laughs) Thanks for crunching the numbers on that one, Prof. Flint cracked. You're absolutely right, though. We gotta find a way out of here. And keep on living. For Cole and your crew. Flint took the necklace off Cole's body, grabbed a handful of Linktonite crystals, and looked back to see the wall of rocks that blocked them in before. I suppose our best bet is to try and get through here. Don't you have, like, I don't know, a drill or something? My drill function is reserved for emergencies only. Oh, okay, Flint said facetiously with a palm on his forehead. And, uh... What exactly would you call what we're in right now? An awkward silence cut through the cave. Initiating emergency drill protocol. As dust and rubble swirled around the drill on the cavern wall, Scrap's headlights began to flicker. His drill became weaker by the minute, until it sounded like a used toy you'd find at a garage sale. His backup battery was running out, and they didn't have much time. Without a second thought, Flint pushed the bot aside and started digging by himself. His hands rubbed crimson stains of blood on the craggy walls. Tears once again welled up in his eyes, either from the pain or the thought of losing another dear friend. But before he knew it, That whimpering drill sound was back, as he saw scrap digging alongside him. After what seemed like a lifetime, their efforts concluded with a triumphant burst through a small hole in the wall. Peeking through the tunnel they had created, Flint was greeted by the one sight he never thought possible. The cave-in had caused a hole in the ceiling. A dim ray of sun seeped in, showing the way to the outside world. Yes! Flint shouted as he pumped his fist in the air. Scrap, we did it! Now we just gotta... He looked back at Scrap, seeing what only could be described as a ghost in copper armor. Scrap's life was almost fully drained. I was glad... To be of assistance on my final mission, please proceed without me." With that, Scrap's body went limp, and his headlights went out. No, no, not you two, please stay with me buddy, you gotta pull through! In his anger. Flint punched Scraps' lifeless body. The hatch on his torso unlocked, and out came the hot towel from before, still warm to the touch. It reminded him of the warmth of Scraps' companionship. In his life, he knew only a few people who would do anything for him, and he wasn't about to let another one die. He grabbed the towel split it in two, and wrapped the remains around his hands, soaked in blood. He held on to Scrap's arm and pulled with his entire body until he heard a click sound, unraveling the rope from within. Once on the other side of the tunnel, he pulled on the rope, bringing Scrap toward him. The bot's jagged edges constantly got caught on rocks and rubble, but Flint was far from giving up. He leaned his body back and managed to slide Scrap's limp body through the tunnel. There! Flint said as he dragged Scrap under the ray of sunlight. You got your solar power, so wake up! But all the little thing could muster was a slow, trembling raise of the head. Not enough. Full exposure required. You really are a piece of work. You know that. Flint took the rope and threw it up at the hole in the ceiling. He tugged on it for good measure, and started to climb. Pebbles would rain down on his slow ascent, but that was nothing compared to what he had been through. Emerging out of the abyss and up to the surface. He wanted to collapse under the blue sky, but his job wasn't done. With his arms numb, he pulled once more, slowly raising scrap to the surface. Like hoisting fish onto a boat, Flint stumbled back as he plopped scrap next to him. And right before his eyes, the bot began to rumble. His headlights flickered on, and he raised his head to Flint. Was the mission a success? Flint jumped over to embrace his copper companion. It sure was, buddy. It's good to have you back. You have gone to great lengths to save me. In return, I offer you my loyalty. What would you have me do? Flint smirked as he emptied his pockets full of shiny Pure Linktonite crystals. Ever thought about being a treasure hunter? Thank you for listening to the Stormy Night Stories Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider checking the links down below.